Welcome to Real Review, a podcast to help you decide for yourself if a movie or TV show is worth your time, money, and energy. With Real 1, Zoe will break down the nuts and bolts, minus spoilers, of course. And with Real 2, she'll invite you into a conversation about the narrative, characters, background, and the power of story. Here's Real 2. And now, the continuation of Real 2 can find the archetypes and I think you can trace it back to the Bible and what we connect to in Jesus and in God and that greatest story ever told. I feel like it all goes back to him because he's the author of everything. Oh yeah. So as a filmmaker or a storyteller who's Christian, your focus should be telling a good story. Yeah. And yes, you can you can be like C.S. Lewis and weave in analogy and symbolism and weave in those little nuggets that can point you to Jesus and like Aslan as the you know, obvious symbol and obvious like metaphor, obviously. But yeah. you can do that, I think, in your stories. Like whenever a character sacrifices themselves for a greater good, who does that remind you of? Like Jesus, Jesus, yeah. you know. And if that character miraculously comes back, it's like, oh, <laughs> we know where that's from. Resurrection trope. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> and then it becomes a trope. But like, you can play with tropes. You can play with archetypes, and you can give them that twist, like you were talking about, because we like things that get us thinking, and a mm-hmm. twist can help us think more and not be boring and forgetful. Yeah, and I would also say that, especially with that in mind, we as filmmakers that are christian as artists who are christian as people who are christian have a responsibility to tell real world stories in a mm. real world manner yes, yes like one of like some of my favorite movies are about harsh situations yeah. that rates are situations like we were talking mm-hmm. about dating earlier yeah dating sucks i just got over <laughs> i just uh, i just got over a breakup recently Aww. and it was it was a good breakup the thing was mm-hmm. we were, we both understood what we we both understood what we wanted we yeah. understood there was yeah. gonna be a godly relationship and it just it just didn't work out and mm-hmm. i don't have any hate or animosity towards the person i was with but it sucks yeah and to be able to capture that and be like hey this sucks and in the moment of the suffering in mm. this trying time god will be there right he may not be there in the, in the way that you expect he's not going right. to show up in a miracle way all the time right which i think movies love to capture they love oh, capturing yeah. those miracles but it's even more impactful when you see him interacting in people's lives through other people or through other circumstances that want to be called mm-hmm. miracles but that would be called mm. you know conversations right and so we have a duty to go and show that side of the world we also have the duty to go and show the brokenness to show the, brokenness, the, yeah. the hurt because yeah. then it make it, it makes you un- understand what the characters are going through on mm-hmm. a very 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 like mm-hmm. deep level because mm-hmm. you're like hey just at uh, some point i struggle with that as well yeah and so like even when we're showing stuff in youth groups and now we brought up like oh yeah propaganda no that propaganda shouldn't be propaganda that propaganda should be it should be teaching a message because yeah. it's it's different from a movie, but it should still be imbued with art. It should still yeah. be imbued because when you make something um, that is half-baked, mm. you're going to get something that's going to taste half-baked. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know about you, but like raw cookie dough tastes good. Finished cookies taste good. When you have half-baked cookies, those are not good. And that's what a lot of what we're getting is because people are like, let's get this message in. Let's tell these people. Mm-hmm. But they're often forgetting the number one thing. Mm-hmm. your audience is smarter than you think oh yeah oh, and yeah. so when you're making half-baked cookies half-baked materials half-baked whatever you're going to end up losing your audience which i feel is is what a lot of 
people's yeah. sentiment is that I'm not a big fan of this or I'm mm-hmm. doing it out of a obligation because right. of, you know, my faith. But our faith shouldn't hold us to an obligation to watch a certain kind of movie. Our faith <laughs> should, you know, our faith should allow us to interact with art, with mm-hmm. fiction, with, yeah. you know, the things that we were given to do in a very unique and distinctive way. And so when we are struggling to make good films, it not reflects just poorly on the jobs that I do that I want to go into, but it reflects poorly on the individuals as well because it's saying, hey, I don't trust you to get this. And we always look at the message of Christ when we go back and writing writing stuff because Mm -hmm. the thing is, is that when what we are around, our environment is what we often base our stories out of. Mm. But we can't just go and take that with a baseball bat and just slam it into someone because it's mm-hmm. not going to go and do the do the effect of right. you know like a, a meal that I give to someone. I want mm-hmm. that to taste good. But if I use a baseball bat, all it's going to do is it's going to cause them harm, and they're, they're going to be reluctant to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think it's so cool that even when we have a lot of these half baked films, and it's really sad to see that we're getting better films. We're getting better, yeah, and. So a lot of the more recent stuff mm-hmm. that it looks bigger budget and I'm not sure if it is, but like, like aren't even older stuff too. Like the Hendrix brothers, oh, early yeah. Hendrix brothers was yeah. good. The Kendrick brothers did incredible yeah, work. Kendrick, my bad. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Just wanted to clarify. <laughs> Thank you so much. And also yeah. stuff that we're seeing now, which yeah. is, it's really cool to see because there's a part of Hollywood that is making movies. So we get these bigger budget movies, which allows us to pay for better actors. I'm not saying that you don't get good actors at low quality it's mm-hmm. just people just skim things off the top and when acting you... is a craft exactly. and people don't realize that they think oh i'll just be on camera and you can make it work and it's like no honey acting is hard it is incredibly hard mm-hmm. i've auditioned for so many things and this is like the first like big major project i've been in <laughs> and i've auditioned for 40 50 plus odd things yeah and this is my like I'm in my first year of acting, and people mm-hmm. are like, "Yeah, sometimes it takes three years in a part time job to get something." Yeah. And the issue is, is that when you don't respect the crafts of people, and when you mm-hmm. just start skimming things off the top, you're going to make a film that's not going to feel authentic. Mm-hmm. Like what you're talking about with the chemistry uh, mm-hmm. in that movie from 2015, right? Yeah, the, what was it? Beyond the Mask. Yeah, Beyond yeah, the yeah. Mask. You need that chemistry so people can yeah. be like, okay, I, I buy can into this see relationship. This. You know, exactly. and I'm invested in this. I want to see where this goes. Yeah, yeah. and it's all about craftsmanship. And mm-hmm. the fact is, is that if we want to truly show our craftsmanship to the creator who gave us the craft to use, right? We need to be able to go and use it a hundred percent and not skim things off the top. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, a lot of people tend to forget that movies are also a business as well yep and mm-hmm. so we also got to watch our numbers because when people come into the seats and go buy tickets or watch it on a streaming network like that is money being recouped for the movie but in order to make a, a movie that's able to recoup its losses you got to it has to have mm-hmm. like it has to have those deep feelings it has to give you that catharsis mm-hmm because uh, yeah, it has to connect with people so yeah. that they want to watch it. A good business mm-hmm. makes its customers happy. Yeah. A good movie needs to make its customers feeling either happy or sad or emotional. It needs to elicit the feeling an emotional that was response. Intended, you yeah. know, like like when you have a B movie like the Velocipaster, yeah. that movie was probably made with the intent of this is silly. I would I haven't seen it, but I know it's a B movie. It's like goofy, it, it's over the top, it's campy. Uh, I mean, it's called Velocipaster. I think they knew what they were going into. Oh, yeah. Um, so 
you would want and hope to create a movie with an intent of what your audience is coming away with. And if you make a movie where audiences have a completely opposite reaction to it, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it can be funny and work itself out. And it's just like a beam, like the room, like people yeah. watch the room and that was made with seriousness, but then people watch it and it's like ridiculous. So like that can happen. But like you said, in a business, you would want, like, if you want, if this is a tragedy, you want people to leave feeling sad, not laughing at it. You know, mm-hmm. if this is a comedy, you want people to laugh, not poke at how bad it is right likewise mm-hmm. so like as an example um yeah sorry i interrupted you <laughs> oh no it's totally good because it's it's great that we're able to talk about this because i feel as if a lot of the, a lot of the times we see movies and it, they are this thing where it's just a screen and it's mm-hmm. us on the screen but when you get to go behind the screen you get to hear about what people think mm-hmm. that's one of the most important things to do because mm-hmm then you can see the humanity behind it. And mm. too often, especially whether it's secular or Christian movies, there's a lack of humanity behind the screen. Mm. And that's when we get those half-baked films. And so when we're able to really go and uncover it and separate the good from the bad, then we're mm-hmm. able to then go and say, look at this. Look at what you can do. Look at look at these films that have the traits that you want in them. Mm-hmm. And then here are the films that, you know, didn't do as well. Now, mm-hmm. just because, you know, they didn't do as well, it doesn't mean that we should be like, ah, oh, no, screw these people. No, they're working on a craft because mm-hmm. you're going to make mistakes. It's just, yeah, it's just the name of the game. Yeah. But at the same time, it almost feels as if Christian movies have a higher standard to uphold. I agree. I do think that they have a higher standard because you're putting the name Christian on it. Oh, yeah. You're putting an entire worldwide religion onto your story. Like almost seems like not a good idea maybe we shouldn't do that don't get me started on that yeah (laughs) like you're already setting yourself up to have people look at your movie and already depending on what they think of when they think of the word christian like if they have negative experiences Mm -hmm. and they think negatively about the word christian they're walking in if they're even going to see the movie right if they're going to see it they're going to walk in with those pre preconceived pre like their understanding of that right and then you've got christians who are just going to go in thinking oh this is what i'm expecting right so you're 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 having a lot of expectations put upon a film when you put that label on it. And I mm-hmm. think kind of the thing you and I have been talking about is kind of getting away from that label, but I don't think that label is going to go away, which is fine. But really I would hope to see more filmmakers who are Christians influencing media and making media better so that we as Christians don't have to be scared of all of the stories that we're consuming that are coming out of Hollywood because all, a lot of it's, you know, garbage and gross. And Oh, I, I, I yeah, it should be, it should be said that I, I yeah. love that garbage, but it's also <laughs> like, you know, I want to see better. And I yeah, think that's yeah, an important yeah. thing for us to understand is that not every Christian is going to view the movie the same mm-hmm. just because it is a religion. It is something that, you know, we have set up, uh, that uh, you know it, it is it is set up in our world it is mm-hmm. i think the largest religion I, I i still believe it's the largest religion that very close to islam yeah very close i, mm-hmm. I mean those two are very close mm-hmm. um but since it's a such a big population of people yeah um people are going to view it differently they're gonna have their own cultural differences on mm-hmm. you know what they think is correct and not and for us to really make a film that we put christian in front of that's gonna go and already give negative connotations and when you just chalk it full of again half-baked stuff if you give people the wrong idea of like who christians are or if this is the kind of media that christians make yeah that's gonna make you think a certain way about christians holistically even if it doesn't represent 
all Christians. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And as Christians mm-hmm. in the workforce, we have an, we have this duty to, you know, reach out to people and to show them the light of Christ, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we've we've been saved by him. So it's our job to go and let other people know. Right. But like, you know, not to shove it down their throat, but to go and say, this is me. This mm-hmm. is who I am. This is Christ. This is who he is. Mm-hmm. He came down and he came down to save me. Mm-hmm. Look at this. And mm-hmm. because I believe in him, I get to live a life of yeah of you know freedom freedom and from love and, yeah freedom from sin yeah, yeah yeah you know and everything can get taken out of context of course but we really want to go and focus on that as filmmakers too because that's our job because we can reach mm-hmm. people in a fundamentally different way than other people can yeah yeah like the, look yeah. at it the passion of the christ is the number i think it, it oh, still yeah. is the highest rated r movie ever yeah that might be displaced pretty soon i mean well i mean if uh, oppenheimer yeah. Is I, Oppenheimer's R, so I think that I think that took the place of it, but mm. uh, for the, the longest time, the it passion was, was it was one of the yeah. highest, and it still is one of the highest, and it shows you the brutal reaction of what happens to Jesus, Christ, yeah, and that is an example of a good movie that yeah, and like that, yeah. and then they, I can start listing them off. The Nativity Story, I can mm-hmm. only imagine the Jesus yeah. Revolution. Oh, yes, yes, and that perfectly segues us into kind of what I hope to see in the future where we are kind of presently because I think so looking at Hollywood I am disgusted with Hollywood for for multiple reasons multiple oh it's a terrible place terrible terrible it's uh like Moss Eisley one of the grossest places ever (laughs) um but one thing that we are starting to see I think in the past couple years is a shift like Disney releasing bomb after bomb after bomb and a big example was last year in july they had released indiana jones 5 and the sound of freedom absolutely dominated like eclipsed it and the sound of freedom was made for like 15 million so it was like small budget comparatively small independent film distributed by angel studios and it just it took the country by storm. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's a very well-made, well-produced movie. Like, beautifully shot, well-scripted, well-acted. I mean, mm-hmm. Jim Caviezel, who plays Jesus in The Passion of the Christ. Then comes back and makes another yeah. banger. And the thing is, is that, well, and there's there's been some debate of whether yeah. the story's true or not. But yeah. I, I, and that's the issue when you try and make something that's based off of the real life of someone. Mm-hmm. You never know what's truly, what, what yeah. truly happens. But the thing that made it so impactful mm-hmm. was that it was willing to go and tell the dark, to go yeah. and tell the scary, to go and say everything. And it wasn't and preachy. Sh- yes, and to show hope. It showed hope and it wasn't preachy, which I loved. And I like that you said showed hope, but on the preachy point, really quick, you have a main character and I know there's been controversy about oh, yeah. the real life person. I don't want to get into it because I've tried researching it and I couldn't find a lot it of is. information. I found too much information. Oh, it really? Is. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Well, that being said, you if we just look at it from a story standpoint, yeah. you have a main character who's a man of faith. He has a faith, right? Mm-hmm. And... That is a big part of his character. It's a part of his motivation. It's part of who he is. And there is some talk of the faith in the movie, but it is not a preachy movie. Yeah. Because here's a news flash: if you're a Christian, you talk about being a Christian. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's like so you you can have main characters who are Christian and have interactions about their faith without preaching to your audience. And so I mm-hmm. think they the writing in that movie, in the scene in particular, where they do discuss like god's children are not for sale like 
not a controversial statement. Like everyone can agree, even though it's got the I'd word really God in it. I really hope everyone could agree yeah, with that. You would yeah, hope that everyone could agree yeah. with it. But the point I'm making is they have faith as a part of the main character and it's a part of his motivation. But I would not, I did not label The Sound of Freedom as a Christian movie. Mm-hmm. I think it had a movie who had a man of faith as the main character. Uh, and so that's kind of how I saw that movie. And yeah, it's director was a very devout Catholic. Um, Jim McVeasel is also a very devout Catholic. And so you have people of faith making this movie, mm-hmm. but I would not have called it a Christian movie if that distinction makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so just kind of like getting away, because I know there is some controversy, sadly, around that movie and the, the people involved in it. Um, that was an example of people in the West, especially Americans, hungry for excellent, true connective storytelling and hollywood Mm -hmm. in my opinion has not been putting it out they have not been telling good stories and that's not even getting into some of like the propaganda i think that's coming out of hollywood and some of the bad like messaging that they're pushing out but just even from a storytelling writing character driven we have not in my opinion seen a lot of good quality storytelling coming from hollywood and because of the rules of supply and demand I think this has opened up a wonderful opportunity for Jesus Revolution, for example, and oh, some yeah. of these other movies. They're smaller movies, but they're, they've got better quality now. They've mm-hmm. got some budget now. They've got some acting now, and they've gotten better at writing and making it story first. I don't think they've quite, quite nailed it, like, across the board. Oh, yeah. But you're seeing more and more of it, which has gotten me more hopeful and excited and wanting to participate in it as opposed to being like, I'm a Christian, but you know, yeah. like, don't, don't look at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's been really exciting for me to see. And I agree with that a hundred percent because I mean, as a Christian guy, I mean, there's going to be some movies I just love to watch. So Marvel mm-hmm. movies. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a lot of them that I loved, loved a lot of them. I didn't like, yeah. um, just because it all depended on the story. But like, you know, I, I love my action movies. I love my adventure movies, my, the romance movies. I tend to avoid and then I yeah, watch those yeah. in secret, you know, <laughs> um, you know, and so especially when it comes to movies now that are being made, I think I'm almost glad that higher that like you know higher budgets are being given to these movies yeah because they're being made well but i'm also want to go and point out the early remind me again is kendrick right yes the kendrick brothers yes early kendrick brothers stuff yes was good and they let's talk about them for just a second what one of the reasons why i think they were so successful like every church was playing their latest movie when i was a teenager Uh right yeah i think it's because they were very character human characters going through really relatable things mm-hmm. and it there were the emotions felt grounded and relate like you could connect with it and follow where the movie was going and the emotional ride that you were taken on you were led and you were glad you were led on it you know you weren't your heartstrings were pulled but in a good way yeah it didn't feel forceful so i think they actually like were able to handle the story is king characters are important and using that to tell meaningful stories like fireproof yes an underrated one i think from the kendrick brothers it is so good and it's about a very real thing marriage like 
comparing again to princess cut here you've got a here you've got a movie about a relationship right Mm -hmm. relationships are things that we're all navigating divorce is unfortunately a very big thing in our culture oh yeah and the what is the value of marriage what is marriage right and that that's even worse today than it was like 10 whatever years ago when that movie was made but you've got these characters who are like on the cusp like they're literally like about to get divorced Mm -hmm. they are ready to sign them papers and you watch this main character guy go through like, oh, I don't even know if this is worth saving. Like, this seems way too broken. And I think it's like a friend, a pastor, family member, someone in his life has like, hey, here's a challenge. Like 30 days, you do something loving for your wife for like 30 days. I think it's something simple like that. Oh, yeah. Something, some one loving gesture for your day, a selfless act of love. Mm-hmm. And like one of the first things he does is he makes his wife, like he makes a pot of coffee. And he's like, oh, I made, I made coffee here. Would you like some coffee? And she's like, no, thanks. And like leaves. And he like dumps the coffee into the drain. It's like, well, this didn't work. This sucks. Why am I going through all this trouble? And she's yeah. not happy. Yeah. But slowly, little by little, as he is doing these selfless things, first of all, he's changing yeah. because he's becoming selfless and learning how to love oh, and yeah. is getting closer to God through the process. But then eventually she who's on her own journey and it might actually like you know like this other guy potentially you know, is a, you know drama right drama. yeah um but she eventually realizes what he's doing yeah. and she has this like come to jesus moment <laughs> i know oh. pun intended uh, <laughs> um but she has this moment where she realizes oh my gosh he's changing like yeah. i didn't think this was possible and so she has a journey he has a journey and you're watching them both happen and it's very real oh yeah it's lots of emotions lots of drama but it's the kind that we can relate to because like if you're married like me you can relate to the struggles of marriage and if you're watching it as a kid like i did when it came out Mm -hmm. you learn as a kid oh marriage is hard the person that you are going to pick to marry is very important and if i have troubles in my marriage which will happen by the way everyone um, this is what I should do. I should be selfless and I should be loving and God is going to help me get through this because relationships are hard. So that is an example of a movie where you can watch it as a kid and you can take away lessons from it that'll hopefully really helpful as you are in the dating world. Mm-hmm. And if you're already married, it helps you in your marriage as you connect with those characters. Like there's so much lesson and moral value that can be gleaned from a movie that didn't feel preachy. Yes, and one of my favorite parts in that movie, I believe, is when he took an axe to his computer. Yes. That is one of the, especially for guys, because mm-hmm. guys are such visual people, which mm-hmm. is which is why I think we enjoy action movies more. Ah, I'm yeah. not saying that, that girls don't enjoy action movies, yeah, yeah. you know, but when, when I see an explosion, it makes my pyrotechnics, my pyrotechnics are so happy, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to become a pyromaniac, it's yeah. going to be amazing, and then I realize, wait, that's against the law, I'm okay, going I'm gonna, to I'm gonna let the firefighters do their jobs. You see what I did there? Firefighters for fireproof because uh, they're firefighters. Yes, exactly. But there's multiple fires that you have to fight in your life, and especially yeah. that one is such an important thing. And when people, when Christian filmmakers or filmmakers that are Christian, there mm-hmm. you go. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Filmmakers that are Christian tackle very hard subjects, mm. and yeah, they can sometimes make the make it seem like a happy-go-lucky ending. But when they tackle hard subjects, it makes me be like, I'm not alone. Yeah. And so yeah. whether it's through Divorce, whether it's through, you know, um, I'm thinking of different movies at this point. Divorce, um, father, that's yeah. that's um, that's abusive. Yeah. For I can only imagine. Um, yeah. 
an unhelpful congregation mm. and the Jesus revolution, you know, mm. uh, people not being interested. Heck, mm. if we're going to, um, there was the movie about Louis Zamperini mm. um, when he's in war. Or we can mm. even think of Hacksaw Ridge as a, as a movie oh, yeah. that is faith-based mm-hmm. where he's not willing to go and pull. Everyone's trying to get him to hold the gun. Mm. And this one might be a bit controversial, but I also think Silence by Martin oh, yeah. Scorsese. I, I wanted to is, watch that one. Yeah. That one I think is Christian, yeah. and it's talking about it's it's um I have to have an entire episode dedicated to that one. <laughs> we should do. It. I love <laughs> Silence. Like I no really other. wanted to see it. I know it stars Adam Driver, who I really like, directed by Martin Scorsese, and I believe it's about a Jesuit in Japan. It's about Jesuits in Japan. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. a really good movie. I would recommend okay. watching it. If your kids are over 16 years old, because oh, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. let little kids watch that, it will screw with them. And okay, I, noted. <laughs> I am like, I was, I was 19 when I watched it, and I was like, wow, that is a, that mm. is a film. But and it is that is a good thing to bring up, though, that just because something is a quote unquote Christian movie, let's oh, say, yeah. doesn't always have to necessarily be family friendly because. We as adults, right, we can understand these heavy, deep things. And often we've gone through heavy, deep, traumatic, whatever experiences. And we might, we need to express these emotions. We need to express these things that happen in our lives Mm -hmm. because we feel less alone and we can connect more with God who gets us through these hard, challenging, traumatic times. And so like, yes, obviously we should have Christian kids media. Yes, please. You know, Veggie Tales is is for life. You know, that's my jam. Uh, That is the amazing part. What like this is something that I think about a lot. Uh, why can't we have sci-fi Christian movies? Why can't we have sci-fi, not sci-fi, sorry, Christian slash horror? And I don't mean horror like in the really obscene horror, but horror in the way that I like it, where it's more psychological thriller horrors. The shift. I haven't seen that one. The Shift is a very interesting one. So okay. I, if you're talking about horror, mm-hmm. I feel as if we might be getting there because they tackle mm. very interesting subjects. The Shift, um, it, it had a uh, guy. I, I don't think that they ever locally call him out as the devil, but it was oh, the guy okay. playing the devil. Okay. Uh, and I think um, I forget his name. I want to call him Adrian Toomes, but that is that is the that is the guy who is known as the Vulture in Marvel Comics. So obviously not mm-hmm. the same guy. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, my nerdy side's coming out there. <laughs> um, but uh, he plays the um, he plays the devil and this guy's life, and it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, I think there was another one. It was like conversations with the conversations with the devil. I think it, it was. Um, but we're starting to get more Maybe into Maybe starting those. to play with genres. Yeah, we're starting to because get into genre I play. would love to see more playing with these other genres, the horror genre, the sci-fi genre, because often these genres have a lot of symbolism and have a lot to say anagorically. Is that a word? Anagorically? And a lot, and a, and yeah. what am I saying? Uh, it, it, analogy, uh, analogy, but yeah. anagorically, I'm making yeah, they up have, words. They have, they yeah, have analogies like it, yes, spread right, right through them. Metaphors and like symbolism. And I eat that stuff up. Like, oh, yeah. I love that stuff. When you can like compare and contrast and be like, oh, this represents this. And this means this. And you can do that in these more genre type movies. And I kind of want to see more storytellers who are Christian play with that playground because there's so much you can do with it and you're not like going to be restricted by, well, you know, it has to be a Bible story, so it has to be faithful and, you know, it has Mm -hmm. to be this, this, and this. And I do like, you know, my Bible stories, don't get me wrong, but I personally get scared when I see a Bible story adapted because i'm like are you gonna be faithful are you gonna be true or are you gonna that's a struggle with anything especially that's why chronicles of narnia started Mm -hmm. to you know because the third movie everyone just stopped watching that i didn't like this it was because 
they uh they didn't have the plot right and that's no. the issues that you they have to lost stay it. you have to stay true to the yeah. source material why do you think everyone likes lord of the rings because stay oh. true to the source oh, material so good sorry so good. i'm just gonna say it but whether you're making something about a bible story or you're mm-hmm. making something that is relatively christian faith-based you have to stay faithful because that's Pun also what, what gets people <laughs> mm-hmm. into the movie yes so there's with- a reason why the source material was good right and you know that's kind of funny because the lord of the rings is that quote unquote christian movie <laughs> just kidding i, know I mean jr tolkien was a he was, he was a catholic very devout catholic. and so mm-hmm. i mean I, I i'm gonna i'm gonna go throw noah under the bus again because that was great but <laughs> like, noah wasn't faithfully accurate no. and it, i mean it got it got some views because people were like oh it's it's a movie about this guy and i mean you can make a story about noah really really cool like i'm oh, not yeah. gonna like there's a big boat and there's lots of water and it's dark actually if you actually stopped it and is. actually think about it think about it wow but if, if you if you thought about it yeah it is like someone was telling me like you know, it's weird how kids' bathrooms are themed like Noah the Ark because in actuality, there probably would have been a lot of dead bodies yeah. <laughs> and dead animals in the water everywhere. And I'm like, oh! So that image is now like in my head when I think of Noah's Ark. It's like literally very dark. If and... you are 12 or under listening to this, I am so sorry. <laughs> they I should not be so listening. Sorry. They should not be listening to this. If you are, if you are listening, please know that that we love that we love filmmakers of all ages. Oh yes, and yes. we love artists and creatives and even sciencey people of all of all ages. Oh, yes. And yes. Please understand that no matter how old or young you are, you still have gifts to, that can oh, be used by yes. the kingdom. We're just talking about things that we think are important to us because at the end of the day, you know, we are also humans Mm -hmm. and it is our job to go and find the fine mixture, the fine line between Mm -hmm. humanity and God and tell a story there. Yes. Because that is what we, because that is, that is our job because we are not of the world. We live in the world. And Mm -hmm. so to be able to tell those stories in that matter is very important. So if you're young out there, please understand we love you but also um i'm not sure why oh, I'm, I'm i'm not sure that you should be listening to us talking about these movies and please 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 do not watch these do not watch all the movies that we recommend because a lot of the movies that we talk about that are really good again like zoe brought up mm-hmm. they're tackling hard subjects yeah and they're like that's kind of what i talk about in my podcast when i do like a review is like here's like certain things to keep in mind Mm -hmm. like not every movie is for every person and so Mm -hmm. i don't even give movies like a four out of five or i don't do ratings like that interesting because everyone has their own personal taste and likeness and who am i to tell you if you're gonna like you know if this is gonna be your cup of tea or not i just kind of give a road map (laughs) to kind of help with that process uh but anyway yeah i i feel like we could talk forever, but we probably should wrap up this conversation. I'm pretty sure the viewers and listeners would love to uh, hear us talk on forever oh, and ever. forever and ever. But, but I think this just means I need to have you on again. Maybe we'll tackle silence. Maybe we'll tackle some other movies. I've really enjoyed having you here. I think you've got a really sharp perspective on all of this stuff. To kind of summarize everything, I think holistically, holistically. Bring, bringing it back, there's been a reputation of what Christian media is and -hmm. i think some of that reputation is like granted it is like there there is it's we're there for a reason but i think we're seeing the shift happening where things people are getting better at writing people in the filmmaking world that are christian are starting to get it Mm -hmm. and they're starting to see that we can't be preaching to the choir but that good storytelling will point us back to the greatest storyteller ever
Yes, and the audience is so intelligent. Mm-hmm. And for us to start, for Christian filmmakers, my bad, filmmakers who are that Christian. are Christian, <laughs> are able to go and tell stories that are able to one go and validate the intelligence of the audience, and two mm. be able to make you feel authentic emotions mm. is what the movie experience should be about. And we're heading towards that direction, of course. Mm-hmm. And I cannot wait to see what is going to yeah. happen in the future. But just know that it is looking brighter. and there's a lot to be hopeful for there's a lot of things to be optimistic for i mean you and i are young you are actively acting in movies and making movies with Mm -hmm. golden eagle productions i have lofty hopes and dreams to make something someday so there is hope for us as we're coming into this space Mm -hmm. and there is hope for viewers who are starting to see this happen that because Hollywood sucks so bad at storytelling. Yeah. Maybe this is going to open up the window for more independent filmmakers to rise. And hopefully we can start going to them for good quality storytelling. Exactly. And I mean, at the end of the day, there's going to be good and there's going to be bad. But the message is super important. Mm-hmm. But as you said, story is king. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the sto- the message is what matters. But how we tell it also matters mm-hmm. incredibly. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we are getting better movies means that hopefully our message will change because we have the ability to impact people's lives as filmmakers. And as viewers, you can walk away from a movie being changed. Yeah. And we've done that before. We can do it again. Mm -hmm. And we are heading in a good direction. And again, like I said before, I cannot wait to see what's going to happen. Amen to that. Well, thank you, Cable, for joining me on Real Review. I'll have to have you back. And if you've listened for this long, I thank you so much. And as always, please, please let me know what movies you want me to do a Real Review on and what topics and conversations we should dive into. Thanks for listening. The Real Review Podcast, hosted by Zoe Moody, is a part of the Real FM Podcast Network. You can listen to more Real FM podcasts or Real FM radio on the Real FM app or at real.fm.